All right. Good morning. I'm just going to set up this. Here we go. Um, ba -bum. Make sure that I'm live. So I'm going to be live for a few minutes. There we go. All right. Let me turn down my sound. So this morning, we're going to talk about goals. And let me, I did not turn my other light on. That's okay. Okay. So as we walk into 2021 and we have thoughts about how we want to structure our goals, what we want to build for our business, maybe this is your first year and how that looks like and what that looks like as far as financial goals, personal development goals, um, just we're going to talk about all of those. It's not going to be a super long training, but it will be just to kind of prime the pump on how to think about what you want to do, whether it's monthly, quarterly, maybe even weekly, or even annually. So like I am just setting a goal of increasing my profit by 20% in 2021. Like that's the goal. And then I work backwards to see how I can do that over 2020. So I'm kind of a, a, a numbers nerd. I don't know if you guys are like this, but I've had a budget um, since I graduated from college in 2003. So I knew that I had six months from after I graduated to start paying my student loans. So I went ahead, whenever I got my first job, I created a, a budget. And so one of those things I was talking to Mylin last night with um, our mentoring call was if you don't have a budget for this is outside of I have slides and everything but if you don't have a budget for your family or your your household that would definitely be something I would put on my goals for 2021 is just really diving in to your checking account and seeing what all of those expenses are and then where that money is coming in. And I think during tax time, you get a better sense of what you have made or have not made, or if you're in the black or in the red or whatever it is, um, and just some precursors. So if you're brand new to being an entrepreneur, I'm a scientist. I didn't take any business classes when I was in college. Um, I did not know this, but you know, most businesses, it takes three to five years to show a profit. So if you are brand new and you're saying, well, I'm in the black or I'm in the red, that is normal, which I didn't know it was normal whenever I started becoming an entrepreneur. Um, so just have that in mind that, you know, when you're building your businesses, when you're building your income streams, it does take some capital. It does take time to get to that profitability portion. Um, and I think in e-commerce empowerment, we teach you ways, you know, inventory driven businesses, digital businesses, print on demand businesses, ways to procure money to fund your business. So you don't have to do this. Any, you don't have to use leverage. You don't have to um, take out debt or credit card debt or get a loan or anything like that. You can bootstrap your business. So those are things that we've covered in the various trainings across um, the, the modules here in e-commerce empowerment. Okay, so now that we have started, we've, I've gotten you guys warmed up. I'm going to go ahead and share my screen and give you um, the training that I, that I set up, the slides that I created. If you have questions, leave them down below. 
if you're watching the replay, tag myself or Gabriella. We'll be happy to answer your questions. Um, and this is a supplement. Like this isn't your January training. Your January training is uh, Facebook Marketplace training, which will be set up for um, January 31st. So this is like a supplement. I just kind of knew that if I was thinking about goals or personal development or finances, that I'm sure everyone else is. And just kind of getting that um, conversation started with each other. All right, so let's go ahead. And this is where I need to be. Um, okay, e-commerce empowerment masterminds, setting goals, e-commerce goal setting 2021. And, and really, you know, just having the conversation. So today we're going to talk about goals. We're going to talk about business versus personal. We're going to talk about knowing your number, personal development, knowing your strengths, resources. I do have a couple extra things that I've just kind of been thinking about um, that we'll, I'll add in here. It's not going to be super long, but if you have questions, if you have comments, if you have additions to this for the other members of our group, go right ahead. So if you're brand new, Goals are measurable milestones that you set for your personal or business development with measurable action items to achieve the end result. So like I said, I have a simple goal of increasing my profit by 20%. So that it, 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 it's a simple goal in the fact that it is one statement, but how I will do that it will depend on factors, right? Am I, am I going to sell more on Etsy? How, what inventory am I sending to Amazon? What am I not going to buy? What am I going to move away from that is not as profitable? Where am I gonna put my time, right? So I put one goal and then I kind of break it down with what were my most profitable income streams last year and where should I put my time in 2021? So business and financial goal example, if I profited $100,000 last year, then this year I need to profit $20,000 more um, above what I did last year. Then I work backwards. So what capital is needed if this is an inventory business, right? Um, what how much do I need to spend every day to replenish my wholesale grocery on Amazon? What do I need to put in place or who do I need to hire to be more profitable month over month? Those are things I'm going to be talking about and thinking about. Which products and suppliers were most profitable? So if you have Inventory Lab and you are auditing your profitability for the suppliers, the ASINs, um, and seeing which ones were most profitable, I like to audit last month last quarter, last six months, last year. And then get maybe like those two or three suppliers that were really, really good to me. And then I can kind of hone in on that. Now, if you're brand new, you might be looking to look for more suppliers and test more suppliers. So like when I was really ramping up my retail arbitrage, I was learning every single store. And that might be you too. We need to learn different stores different categories, different ASINs, different brands to say which ones are profitable, okay? Maybe, I'm just gonna throw out a few scenarios and maybe you guys can chime in. Um, maybe you are doing private label and you're getting that one off the ground, but you're also going to do a little retail arbitrage, online arbitrage. Maybe you're going to do a little print on demand because those will help fund the private label business. So just think about what your 
questions are for how you're going to get to that first goal. Maybe it's just to break even. Maybe last year you were in the red, which is normal, like I said. Um, and maybe this year you just want to get in the black for your business and then have a goal for 22 to get into the green. Um, which products should I move away from, right? So which products and tasks are not profitable or least profitable? Maybe there is a product that you're making 5% on and it's easy to get, but it's like, well, you know, I could focus on the products that I'm getting 10 to 20% profit on um, and move away from replenishing those smaller items that don't, don't heed a lot of profit. Just think about that. And then where is my time best spent? So all the other things you can buy. You can't buy time. I haven't found a solution. I can't, you know, I'm a Harry Potter fan. I have not been able to turn back time <laughs> to do the time turner necklace. I, you know, there's things that I, I can't do. And the one thing I can't do is buy time. So where is a time suck? So maybe this is where you watch the outsourcing training and you're saying, look, I've been prepping my products for six months and it's taking me seven hours a week. What if I paid, you know, a college kid or a neighbor to do it for say 10 to $15 an hour. And then I took those seven hours a week as the mastermind of my business and was able to create more income streams or dedicate my time to more sourcing. So think about where your time is best spent, because that's where you're going to want to really hone in on you as the mastermind of your business. You're the one that's going to be able to make lots of good decisions. And for me, um, one of the exercises that I've done in the past was walk through my day, walk through my week, write every task down, prepping, sourcing, shipping, putting in inventory lab batches putting in Scoutify, um, Scoutify buy lists. Um, I've been sending emails, cleaning out emails, cleaning out my desktop, organizing my office, um, moving my office. Like what are things that are, um, I kind of do the red, yellow, green, and I might have this on a different slide, but um, I, I, I put everything that I do out on a list in my notebook. And then I'll do what things are read that I could delegate, what things that I'm not ready to delegate, but could be delegated. And what things do I need to keep doing that are the most profitable, which would be like sourcing or creating content for you all, or, you know, or having my coaching sessions, right? So think about where your time is best spent. And then maybe you're going to be hiring your first contractor. Maybe you're going to be hiring your first virtual assistant to help you with that. And what income stream can I build that can become passive in the future? So when we're talking about print on demand, when we're talking about digital products, when we're talking about, um, you know, different ways, KDP is one of them, and, and where I can have a passive income stream and replace one of those bills. So right now, if you're paying for the NFL ticket like I am, you know it's like $150 a month. How can I replace that bill, that luxury item for my husband and I um, with an income stream? Like, how can I do that? And you start with one, right? Start with one bill, one income stream 
one platform or one product to start that build. And I like to tell Gabriella that we're building a castle and each, each income stream that I'm building is one of my turrets. I really like princesses. I have three daughters. This is just who I am. You know, that's fine. But however you think of it as you're building your empire. And as we think of being an entrepreneur, being a small business owner, um, it really does take time to build these income streams. But when you think about the fruits of your labor in 10 years and what you have built, maybe what you have built for your children if they choose to to follow in your footsteps that's what i'm talking about building those income streams that can become passive in the future to re start replacing one bill after another all right good morning good morning so one of the biggest things that all of us really in the industry talk about is knowing your numbers so now that we've established that we want to be an entrepreneur one of the biggest and most important tasks is that you need to understand your numbers. So you need to utilize software like Inventory Lab or QuickBooks, or maybe you're really good at Excel. Vicki just posted um, a, a new product that she just launched because she's really good at Excel and um, putting in different kinds of spreadsheets for us to know our numbers. And especially those of us that are building those um, e-commerce income streams and we have multiple. So maybe I have Amazon, Etsy, several Etsy stores. And then I have my Mercari, my eBay, I have some Facebook marketplace. I have a couple of print on demand income streams. So where are all of those uh, numbers being captured for the inventory businesses, right? Because we have cost of goods and then we also have sales, we have shipping. Like we need to know where all of those are, are lying. And then um, what is our profitability at the end of the day across the board? Maybe I have 11% profitability on Amazon, but I have 55% profitability on Etsy. And then I have been doing my returns on eBay and Mercari. And what does that look like? So just knowing your numbers. And I know that that what I just said might be very, very overwhelming, um, but just do it one thing at a time, right? One income stream at a time, knowing your numbers, making sure auditing back. I say audit a lot because I worked in quality assurance for five years. Audit back and make sure that what you're doing is truly profitable, right? Um, and 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 then you take that profit against the hours that you've spent doing it, right? So yesterday I was talking to a friend and she was talking about how she loves to free cycle. I love to free cycle. I love to upcycle. Um, but if you're doing it for money, how much time are you spending, right? Or if it's, is it a passion? If it's a passion, I don't care how much time you're spending because you're feeling good about it. So think about that. I like to track my numbers weekly, monthly, quarterly, annually, um, however you set it up to audit. I really do do it weekly. Like, let's be real. I'm a numbers person. That's just who I am. I just, I'm a nerd out on, on Excel sheets and all that. So however you start, just, just start. It's a good time to start if you do those resolution things, which I don't really do, but you might want to put that on your list to start tracking your numbers every month or every quarter or every week. Okay, so now we're talking about business goals versus personal goals. Um, as you might know, I am a super goal-oriented person. I think that working in biotech for 16 years, every single fall, we had to write our goals. We wrote goals for the next year, and then we wrote SMART goals on each goal that we were going to. I think we usually had five to seven goals, um, and you know, it just kept us motivated through the year. It helped us um, hone in on what we really were truly going to build for the following year to help the company thrive, right? So now you are the company. Your companies are 
are yours and we want to uh, build those. So business goals are aimed to move your business forward and personal goals are set to expand your knowledge. So I have kind of dubbed myself a perpetual learner. You guys see me post about audiobooks. I'm continually taking courses on various websites like Udemy and Thinkific and I'm always looking to learn the next e-commerce site, the next way to do things, the next way for social media, driving, marketing, um, everything. So uh, think about that as you are looking at your goals. So I'm setting a 20% uh, profit, increase in profit goal for 2021. And then I'm also setting my goals for my personal development. So I didn't really actually know. I know that I set a goal for 20 books um, and a couple of years ago when I really started listening to Audible, um, but then I audited what I had actually accomplished, accomplished, and I am, I am reading or listening to an average of 30 books per year, and when you think about that, some books are an hour, like, it's not like I'm, like, reading these huge eight to 12 hour novels, okay, um, but if that hour, that couple dollars that I'm um, getting the book for um, is going to enhance my knowledge on a subject or enhance my ability to be a better person. So I, I read books about how to be a good parent. I read books about how to be a good wife. I read books um, about how to be a good entrepreneur, marketing books, just really anything. I am kind of a like a, I am kind of like, a, I'm not really into fiction, which I don't care. You can read whatever you want. Um, I am really into learning, like like perpetual learning and what can increase my knowledge about a subject where it will be a benefit to me. And of course, our community, which is one of my huge goals is to help our community, right? Um, I also try to take five courses. So if I, right now I'm looking into really uh, getting good at marketing and how can I help other people be good at marketing too. Because once you take courses, then you can start to implement the processes and then you can help others with the techniques that you have found. Um, try a new income stream every month. So I actually say try something new every day, right? So um, for me, I wanna try something new, whether it's a food or a, um, uh, a social media post or whatever, um, but really putting income streams on your list that you wanna try. Um, so. I was talking last night to my mentoring client and I was saying that when I dive into a new Etsy niche, right? Cause Etsy has been really good to me. Um, I will spend $200 on that. So whether I am procuring inventory or supplies or um, maybe I'm gonna buy a cricket or whatever I'm doing. And I'm gonna put $200 because I feel like $200 I could, that's a date night. Like I could sacrifice one, one amount of a date night. Like I'm not gonna sacrifice my date nights with my husband but I can sacrifice $200 to try something new, right? And usually if it doesn't work, I can usually pretty much get my money back because I've done the research with the various software like E-Rank or whatever um, you're looking at to, to dive in and try it, right? So let's just say, for instance, last night I posted the mink eyelashes uh, vendor list that I have, uh, I have procured for everyone. And let's say I'm gonna buy some. So let's say I'm going to put in a, a short business plan about selling mink eyelashes, for example. I will put in enough time and hours to spend $200. And then if I, and then that's it. 
And then I go and I try to sell my products. I do my marketing, I create my listings, whether it's on Etsy or eBay or Mercari or wherever I'm selling it. Um, and then, and then after I start selling or doesn't sell, right. Then I take an assessment in 30 days. Did it work? Did it sell? Did I list it? Did I do my due diligence or was it not profitable? And then if it wasn't profitable, then how can I get rid of it and at least recoup my money? So think about that when you're doing new income streams or how is it going to look if I spend, let's say you're doing print on demand and you want to um, create, you know, 10 new designs. Well, how much time is it going to take creating those new designs? And then how much time is it going to take for you to list and optimize those listings and then cross post those listings to several different platforms? Um, and if it's about $200 worth of work, like if you're doing like a $25 per hour, you know, rate, like if you're calculating that that's how much you cost per hour or $50 or whatever it should be. Um, what am I going to get out of that? And can I get my money back? And then can I turn it into a real income stream? So that's kind of how I think about trying a new income stream every month. And then I have workout three times per week consistently. Um, I have some weight training goals specific to my body type, and you might also have exercise goals. And for me, it's really about getting moving. So if I do the elliptical or the rowing machine every day, and then um, what other thing can I do? Can I do some yoga tonight? Can I, am I going to be lifting? Uh, I like to lift weights. So a lot of that is you know, my goals are around lifting. So think about that because that's personal and physical development goals. So I'm not getting any younger, right? All right. Know what your strengths are. So now that you've assessed your financial and business personal goals, take a look at your strengths and see what you could be outsourcing. So we talked about this a couple slides, but can you, um, when you're, you're doing the red, yellow, green, what of those red items can you outsource? Can you outsource your prep? Um, you are the mastermind of your business. So you have the green items that are most profitable that have to be done every day, every week, every month, and then cater to your strengths, right? So I really enjoy teaching. I really enjoy connecting with others. And I really enjoy mentoring people and watching them grow as a successful entrepreneur. That is my strength. If you know Jess Hill, you know that's what she loves. You've been seeing her do this for three years now. Um, I also really love to build businesses. I love to build income streams, but then I want to outsource it. Like I build it and then I'm like, okay, Jordan, can you ship it for me? Like, can I delegate this to you? Can I delegate this to Jordan as my assistant? Can I delegate this to a virtual assistant? Is there someone that has the strengths? Um, that for that task that really love doing that are they really good at auditing things do they like to create ad copy do they like to create social media posts what are the things that other people are good at that you can partner with them as a small business so when you're catering to your strengths and activities you will find the things that truly fulfill you and that is actually priceless right? So if I'm mentoring someone and they're sharing with me their goals and aspirations and they're taking it to the next level, that for me is fulfilling. So why don't I focus on that? All right. So I, I mentioned um, some resources that you want to look into to know your number. So Inventory Lab, if you're doing Amazon, you can use Inventory Lab for the other platforms as well. It'll just be a manual entry. Um, so additional profit, additional expenses, or other profit, other expenses, put those in. 
Airtable is what uh, Gabriella and I use Airtable for um, collaboration. You can do Teams. We use it for our virtual assistants. Um, we use Airtable to delegate things and um, just brainstorm our tasks. Like I use Airtable for the curriculum for 2021. That's where we listed our curriculum. And then we know, okay, um, we have this many weeks to create this content. We have this many weeks to this. Who do we need to hire for this class? That kind of stuff. Trello is also great. Um, it's kind of like a uh, where you. It's kind of like a bulletin board, um, and you can shift it around and move things around. You can add people to your Trello board. Um, also, Google Sheets. It's really simple as Google Sheets or Google Calendar or Google Docs. Um, I like to access it right from my cell phone. So, like when people have questions, I actually have it like already on my cell phone. I don't even have to go and get on my computer a lot of the time. Um, and I also will put a lot of stuff in Google Docs. Like I have all of my hashtags that I use. They're all in Google Docs. All of my kind of like cheat sheets. Um, I can grab. I can grab any of our leads for the day from. On my phone for from my Google Sheets. I can also look at our revenue calculator that I have created in Google Sheets. Um, so, so really, that's probably one of the biggest tools. Um, Airtable and Google Sheets for us, um, but QuickBooks, Inventory Lab, all of these tools can be helpful um, when you're managing your e-commerce business. Um, I created this very quick and dirty time blocking schedule. I simply took this from, I actually took it from my son's um, Gmail account because I didn't want all of my, my create, mine looks pretty crazy because we do have appointments. I do have several people at different things, but this is just a very, very, um, a very, very quick and dirty time blocking schedule. So if you're like me, you might be a little wonky with uh, managing things and like you need to be more organized. And that's, I think every year I, I improve on my organization year over year. Um, and one of the things I discussed yesterday was time blocking, really just setting time and blocking it off and then turning everything off. So if you're like me, I'm on social media all the time. Um, I have to actually turn off my cell phone or at least turn off, uh, log out of the social media. So it's not a just distraction. Um, and then just do it like go sourcing, do your shipping plans, follow up on your wholesalers, um, do the research for that next product or that next, um, if you're doing print on demand, those next designs, which designs are you, do you want to create, which designs have been created, or also calling virtual assistants, interviewing them, and just, and just sticking to it. So I mean, obviously, if I get a pop-up mentoring call that's an emergency, or if one of my kids gets sick and I hit their home, I have to adjust. So give yourself some grace as always with anything. But this will help give you like at, from nine to 1230, I am outsourcing. I need to make sure I have my water. I make sure I've eaten beforehand and I need to go and get to my spend goal, right? Um, and so those are things that, this is just a quick and dirty how to do a time blocking schedule. You can use whatever app, whatever, if you like paper, if you like to have a planner, a physical planner, we also have a physical calendar that has all of our like um, extra things like Girl Scout meeting, so-and-so's birthday, send flowers to for Mother's Day. Like we have all of that on our physical calendar, but I have this on my, my internal calendar. Um, so those are things that I have done to help me stay on track. And then, so this is all for the slides. So if you have 
questions on you know what I've talked about or you need inspiration on how to set your goals you can you can chime in below in the chat um, another thing that I talked to Mylin about last night uh, and I'm sorry if you, you know she's like why are you talking about me but just it's as a benefit to our group um, was a lot of people like to do vision boards okay and I, I'm not one to do a vision board I'm not super crafty um, but I do like them like I like when people create them I like when people share them with me um, but one of the things that we talked about was um, for her vision board was setting practical visions right um, so if you have children like they take up a lot of our time, um, but having practical board, like so on my vision board, if I were to create one, it would say 20% profit. Um, and then it would say stuff like um, go camping, um, take a road trip, you know, you know, learn a, a foreign language, all those things. And then something practical, like learn 20 sentences in Spanish, not like learn the entire language of, of Spanish, right? So think about that if you are one of those creative persons excuse me, that likes to create your vision board and this is the month that you do it, um, just be practical and make those, <clears throat> excuse me, make those goals attainable or achievable um, so that you don't get stuck or you don't get frustrated if you don't achieve the goal. So, but then, you know, set measurable goals and maybe small goals to reach a larger goal that way um, like I said, I work backwards in the process. So if I'm not, if I need to make twenty thousand dollars this year, I have twelve months to do it. What do I need to do each month to increase that profitability um, and make those smaller goals? So one big goal and a bunch of little goals. Personal development, and then of course we're trying to drink our water and eat our vegetables and do all those things um, to stay healthy, and then of course spend time with our family. So I hope that this was helpful. Happy New Year. Thanks for chiming in. I'll place this on the website in a goal setting doc, uh, course. Um, and then if you have questions, just chime in below. I hope you have a great day. Thanks.